This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. So Dave, a few weeks ago, you said you were shutting up shop with your company, Root Digital. And mm-hmm. I believe you're shutting up shop with the apps that you had underneath that that banner. Yeah. Um, how is that going? Because I know that's been quite a big deal. Yeah, has been a fairly big deal in my life, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm in the process of wrapping things up. I've applied to be, uh, or my company's being kind of struck off at Company's House. I don't even know that's okay. a thing until my accountant told me about it, but that's what happens when you want to shut down. We're sorting out the last little bit of bookkeeping, um, shutting down the bank. Um, apps are gone from the store, and that will pretty much conclude things. It's kind of bittersweet, I suppose. Um, in one sense, I'm sad that the apps didn't work out to be something that could sustain themselves in the longer term. But I try not to beat myself up, because when you think about it, the app store is a notoriously hard place to make any money, never mind a living. Um, in, in hindsight, I probably should have come to this conclusion a long time ago. Um but for the most part, I think I just avoided having the conversation in my head because at some level I didn't want to admit that it had already failed. Um, I think I kept yeah. it, kept struggling on longer than I perhaps should have just because having that conversation meant I had to kind of own up to myself that, yeah, this app thing hasn't really worked out, buddy, has it? Um, and I didn't really want to have, to, <laughs> didn't really want to, have to, to have that conversation with myself. I mean, I suppose about a year ago, um, the thought was that I would kind of work for myself doing like web development. And that was kind of good in one way because it gave me an excuse to keep the company open because without that, it would have probably made sense to shut it down a year ago um, Yeah, if it was just going to be the apps going forward. Yeah, because Root Digital became a vehicle for you, didn't it, to, to keep the web development work inside of? Inside well, of well that, yeah. yeah. Um, but the way kind of things have panned out in terms of like the way my life is in general, that hasn't really worked out as being something that I can really do at a serious level. Um, I, just, I was just kind of toying with it based with the time I had. I guess after kind of taking care of Charlie during the day um, while Heather teaches, um, the amount of work I could get done is, is minimal, put it that way. <laughs> and, and I'm yep. not saying I, I would change it. I mean, I, I kind of really like getting to hang out with Charlie during like the quote-unquote working day. But the issue is fitting work in around that is kind of like... It was difficult because I would either have to work when he naps and his naps aren't guaranteed at all. Yeah. And just when you get into a piece of work, you sort of reach that state of flow, don't you, when you're, you're into something and you're making progress and then you hear the cry from the next room. It's like, oh, no, <laughs> it's all yeah, over. You're back on duty. Yeah, back on duty. And then I could work in the evenings as well. But then there was getting to a point where I was just becoming like really irritable just because I was... Just basically, I was not having any time for me. Um, yeah. And I was just like really tired because I had to stay up late to, to get the work done. Well, um, yeah, you're effectively working two jobs at that point. Yeah, I mean, the way I kind of looked at it is like Charlie wakes up at seven in the morning and he goes to bed at like seven or eight at night. So that's kind of 12, 13 hours there minus naps. So let's call it 11. Yeah. And then it, it was getting to the point where like I'd he'd go down to sleep and I'd be like, oh, no, I've got to do more work now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And yeah, I'd try and go on as late as I could. Um, and yeah, it, it, was, it was kind of not something that was going to be sustainable, I don't think, over the longer term. Um, uh, that, that's, that's tricky because there's a stage in that there where um, it probably isn't fair on either of you either, you know, because that sort of starts to bounce back to, to your son. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, he's little 
and there's a limit to, to what they they can kind of take in when they're, they're really that little but if you're switching mode like that you're not engaged uh, not not in the same way as you you would be if you're not trying to sort of fit bits of work into those fragments of time yeah um, and they're, and like just an, like an email from a client i was doing some work for that would come in like middle of the afternoon when i was supposed to be kind of on duty with him so to speak um, that would just take me away from the situation completely and I'd be sat there stewing over this email thinking about, oh, what am I going to do about it or what can I say? Yep. And, yeah, I was just there but not there, which is, yeah, probably not good. So you've had to make the decision. You, you've kind of reached a point where, okay, the, the web development um, is definitely not happening. I mean, you, you made that decision earlier on this year. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not completely adverse to, like, if someone were to approach me, um, I'd consider it. <laughs> if it's just like a, a one-off but I'd, what i'm saying is i'm not kind of like looking to make it like the the, the main thing if that makes sense yes yeah it um, does but yeah that's uh that's kind of where we are it just when you kind of look at my situation in like the abstract it just doesn't really make sense to to keep the company going um yeah what was it we spoke about it in in march was it when i came up with the idea of maybe shutting down um my my apps had slowed right down to the point where my costs were higher each month than the money they were bringing in and nothing i did really seemed to move the needle um i was also getting crushed in the app store rankings um and i didn't really have a real idea for for my next app um i think around christmas time i considered making 2d games um yes but frankly I, i should have known better really again that was almost kind of like just kind of giving myself an, an app idea just to yep. keep myself occupied to sort of still stay in the game a bit yeah i mean i can't make a fun game to save my life i can code a game but it won't be fun <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, i think i said that at the time but i was like yeah but i can do it this time but no it turns out i still can't but then i got an idea for an app well two ideas in fact um and both within the same week and i was like really fired up it was probably like back end of february time that happened and I was like super fired up. I was like, I really want to get into these ideas. And then I suddenly, it just dawned on me that this is going to take months and months for me to do. Um, yeah. Given the fact that I'm developing when Charlie takes a nap and kind of whatever time's left after the traditional working day, um, you know, that's that's not a lot of time. But I still want to do it. I, I, yeah. I kind of feel like I just, I can't not do it. It's, it's always going to be part of me that wants to do this. So that's kind of another thing I've had to accept that like one way or another, I'm going to be making an app in my free time. That's kind of sometimes just like a hobby activity for me as well as something that I hope can maybe one day sort of sustain me. I was going to say, so I guess to sort of frame all of this, you, you've had the experience of going into the app store. You've had the experience of, of generating some income, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having something that was becoming at one stage certainly looked like it was becoming a going concern enough to have an accountant on the go and to be incorporated. Mm, um, maybe not. <laughs> okay. But, but um, you've, you've had the experience of having the accountant yeah. and having the limited company and you've ran contract work through that as well. Yeah. Uh, and, you, you know, you've now made a very sensible decision to take stock and say, well, okay, this is this is becoming a case where I'm paying to sort of sit at the table. And that's that's probably a bit silly. And I don't think there's anything wrong with sort of saying, well, okay, I'm going to kill this now and take some time out, you know, regroup, 
figure out what it is you're doing next. And it sounds like you already know what you're doing next, you know, so that's that's really cool too. Um, and at the same time, this is about it fitting around your your current life position and where you are as a father and everything else there as well. So you know, none of this is, is negative as, as far as I can see. This is, is actually really positive. You've had experiences, you've learned from them. They're going to inform what you do next as well. Yeah. You know, I mean this this will inform how you set up shop again next time around when when the new app is ready um and i think that's good because you know i mean you've got the passion for it it's something you want to be doing um and it would be silly to just sort of keep flailing at something that's not working and and i think actually i do think that the indie devs do need to keep an eye on that absolutely there's very much this tendency to not want to kill your babies you know like not literally, obviously, but your code babies. Um, you know, you've, you've got to be willing to kind of, kind of give them up when they're not working. And the the bonus of doing that is that you've then made space for something else that hopefully is going to work, and it's going to give you more back. Um, that's a good thing. Yes, yeah, and, and I was super resistant to all of this. Like, even like when I would think about it in my head, I'd be like, "No, don't be so stupid. You need to persevere," and you know keep going and fight the good fight kind of thing and yeah. it wasn't until i had these ideas for a couple of new apps um that like i say i realized it's going to take me so long to develop these it's almost like that then put a price tag on them um, yes in what it was going to cost me in terms of like accounting costs while i just sit there developing these apps essentially with a company doing not very much so that was when i the conversation in my head changed to shutting down actually being a good thing like i was like yeah let's shut down that'd be great <laughs> as opposed to like no i mustn't <laughs> shut down so yeah like kind of like what you're saying shut it shut it down kind of go into retreat um validate and work on my new ideas take my time get it right then when i'm done and i make a comeback i suppose um and how i make that comeback is still open for debate like would i go limited again i mean you'd kind of said um i've had the experience of you know, needing an accountant and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, or being in a position where it made sense to have an accountant. And actually, I, I kind of, I went to an accountant before I even had anything. Um, like right. I had, my app was nearly finished. And I was kind of like, well, if I'm going to launch this, I need to do something like company-wise. Um, yep. So I just kind of went to an accountant, started paying each month for an accountant, but it was another four months actually before my app shipped. Yeah, that how I would do it again would I go limited again under a different name? Would I just be a sole proprietor? Um, being a sole proprietor certainly would be cheaper in that I can do my own sort of tax returns without much hassle. My costs yep. would basically be nil, maybe minus a few pounds each month to have like a business bank account so it's all separate from my personal stuff. Yep, and even um, then they've got a lead time on them, a lot of them in the UK, don't they? So you end up with like a year's worth of free banking or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I think even with this um, limited company one, I've had like two years free out of the bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I've only just recently started paying for it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've probably been a pretty terrible customer for them. But oh well. I mean, going limited again would cost me a lot more. Um, my accountant, who I've been with throughout this limited company, would charge me around I think it's around sixty pounds a month all in with the VAT and stuff. And obviously, I'm not VAT registered, so I can't even claim that back. Um, yeah. And I'm led to believe that's pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah, that is. And I, I was obviously working a day job at the time when I first started the company, and my bosses there were 
really quite good actually because they've been in business a lot for a long time and they've you know one of them started lots of companies and I, I kind of said oh you know this is what he's charged me he's like, oh yeah that is that is very good trust me that's very good i was like okay cool i feel like i've got a good deal um mm. but of course it's not if you've not got revenue sure exactly um yeah i looked at the accounts that were filed for last year and pretty much the only box that they filled in was the turnover box um <laughs> and i keep all the bookkeeping side up to date myself anyway they don't do any of that um yeah. i so essentially i just keep it all updated in the cloud they log into the cloud copy out the total for that year and write it into a tax form um <laughs> and i've paid well yeah 720 pounds for the year basically for that privilege and i still have to sign to say it's all my fault if it's wrong even though i'm kind of not really understanding what they're doing yeah um, so yeah i'd be i'd have to be very very confident in my app i think to do to go through that expense again maybe a middle road would initially to be to put my app out sort of as a sole proprietor then if it gets any traction move it into a limited company then yep. um at which point the fact that i have to pay an accountant wouldn't really be an issue because the money would be there to pay them and i just suck it up basically and just be like yeah sure that money just goes to the accountant and that's that i'm not sure i'd feel comfortable doing my own accounts as a limited company um, i know people say always use an accountant because even if it's for like yes so if you're a sole proprietor always use an accountant because they'll save you a fortune on tax it's like well this one hasn't saved me anything in tax, really. Um, you have to be making a certain level of money first, I think, before that. Yeah, and it's true. And, it, and it's not like I really have the opportunity to claim much in tax anyway. I'm using, I just sit in my back bedroom on a computer I already own, on an internet connection we already have. I think at one point he, my accountant said, oh, yeah, you can claim for like electricity or like a bit of rent or something and write that off. But. Yeah, I don't, it's not going to make or break much, I don't think. But I don't know. Yeah, how I make the comeback is kind of open open for debate. But right now, I've kind of rebooted, I suppose, in I've set myself up with a, a website, davenot.co.uk. That kind yep. of launched about a week or two ago. Um, those of you with keen ears will notice that as of last episode, last couple of episodes, I changed my, my outro. So I now kind of point to that as opposed to my other stuff that's no longer there. But yeah, I've had the domain davenot.co.uk for ages. I think at one point I had a blog on it years ago. Um, shock horror, I abandoned it. Um, but this time I feel like it's going to be different. I feel like it's actually going to hopefully have a good good reason to be used. Um, I've actually got a reason for it existing now as opposed to just some vague idea of wanting a blog. Um, I mean, I will use it as a blog. In fact, I blogged earlier in the week, which is cool, um, about marzipan and free trials. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um but I also want it as a home for my microblog because I think microblog's going to be quite a cool thing to get into. And also as a place to kind of promote things I'm working on. So each week when we put out the, this podcast, I'll pop a link on there so people might find it that way. And also I can use it as a place to talk about any new apps that I'm going to be working on. Basically just like a one-stop shop so you can you can kind of see what I'm up to. Uh, yeah. The If you go onto the site now... The thing you'll one of the things you'll see is I've got a page called Project Synapse, which uh, is like a quite a bad code name for an, an app I'm working on. I won't spill too much here, but in a nutshell, it's like a note taking, task management, and time tracking app all rolled into one. Um, at the time of recording, I've got a fairly unimpressive looking page for that for it, but um, maybe by the time you're hearing this, if you check it out, there might be uh, more of what I'd call like a a nice 
rich preview for the app, uh, like a landing page, so you can get an idea of what it will be, um, sign up to keep updated on it, um, also become a beta tester if you want. Um, awesome. If the page isn't live by the time you're listening to this, my apologies, but it won't be far off. Um, you can uh, you can at him at underscore Dave Not. Yeah, just complain Twitter. at me on Twitter. Just yeah, complain yeah. at me on Twitter. Give him a prompt. <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen some of this. I think that you're alluding to. Yeah, um, we've, we've discussed it a little bit, um, and it looks pretty awesome. So right. yeah, I'm I'm quite looking forward to you having that on the site and sort of in the wild. Well, so am I. Um, not only that, because it's kind of going to be a bit of a test of doing things differently this time. Um, I guess you could say I'm starting with what you maybe not what you call like a marketing first approach. Um, usually, I would kind of go into hiding, then I would appear with an app, put it in the app store maybe send out some emails to some journalists that yep. um, largely probably went ignored, uh, maybe tweet about it, and then I'd be kind of like, right, that's it, I'm done <laughs> in terms of marketing. <laughs> and and you know, look, look where I've ended up. So maybe don't do that if you're, <laughs> that's how you're doing things. But this time I'm kind of starting with the marketing, and I think I think you actually put me onto this uh, thinking about it. There was an episode of Release Notes about landing pages and sort of marketing and stuff like that. Yep. I, think, I think they had a guest on, I forget the name of the guy I'll see if I can dig out a link to the episode and put it in the show notes but I think the, the general idea was that before you make anything you try and market it first and see if you can gather interest like maybe collect some email addresses and the rule is is that like you don't start working on it properly until you've got X number of email addresses yep. um, Yeah, I remember that Yeah, so I figured that would be quite a cool thing to do so I'm putting out like a fairly comprehensive preview of the app which will be this page that i update soon hopefully um and i hope that will give enough detail so that potential users could get a feel for it and decide if it's something they might want and i figure this can all kind of be part of the like a validation process so i've said i'm not going to fully dive into coding until i get a decent enough response Um, because otherwise what, what makes me think that i would get a better response once i've gone through all the effort of building it it's likely if i were to make a website for this app once it's finished to promote it, it would basically look the same as what I've already made as a preview. Right. Um, you know, at this point, I guess I'm trying to prove that I can reach my target market and convince them that my app's a good idea. Um, yes. And meantime, as I think of new app ideas, I think I'll probably do a very similar thing. I'll, I'll design out enough of the UI so I can get some screenshots together. Yep. And try and make a fairly comprehensive preview and see if there's demand for it. You know, I suppose the risk is that someone might just steal my idea. Um, it's always a risk. It's it's usually unlikely. Yeah, I think that's just a risk I'm willing to take. I mean, even so, just from a few screenshots that I've got on what will be the landing page for this app, I mean, there are many, many more decisions that I need to make that go beyond those screenshots to turn this yep. into a really great app. I mean, just ripping off my screenshots won't do the trick. I can assure you, <laughs> if you're thinking of just stealing them, you know, there's, there's going to be many more decisions you'll need to make beyond what I've offered in those screenshots. But I think the bigger risk is that I don't do this and that I'll just waste a ton of time making an app that maybe nobody wants. Um, and I could have been doing something more worthwhile in, in the meantime. So that's kind of my my strategy, really. I'm going to, as I come up with ideas, I'm going to try and design them into... Maybe prototype's not the right word, but I'll try and sort of design my ideas out so I've got something to show people and kind of be like, hey, yep. wouldn't this be a good idea for an app? Click here to get updates, become 
beta testers, etc., and just try to see if I can create a bit of a buzz around it. And if I can, then yeah, that's probably a sign I should get to work. Yeah, I think basically I just need to be careful about where I allocate my time because I've got so so little of it, um, re- you know, relatively speaking. That it's, I think I've made the mistake of you know previously making apps that maybe people didn't necessarily want. I mean, some people wanted them, but not enough people wanted them. Um, yep. Hence the position I find myself in. So that's that's kind of like big lesson learned, I think. And not only that, I've said before, like I you know really suck at marketing as like a, an indie developer, or maybe kind of doing the marketing first is a way to combat that. Doesn't solve the issue entirely. I'll still have to keep the marketing effort up, which is something I'm not particularly great at. Um, but starting as you mean to go on and starting and as I mean to go on, it. yeah, and hopefully I can kind of learn throughout the process so when i actually do have a finished app and it's time to sort of really push the pedal down on the marketing maybe i've got a bit more experience and a bit more a bit more knowledge about it um and again if i've maybe sort of got some people interested maybe like people in the press interested at this point it's then easier to approach them when it's done to be like hey you remember this thing you know i've kept you updated on its development and you've been beta testing it as well it's kind of done now and and again maybe those members of the press can or whoever wants to give feedback can give me feedback along the way and say hey we think this is really bad and this can be made loads better here this is where i'm struggling these are all steps towards making a better app as opposed to me just locking myself away and coming out with what i think is a good app Um, (laughs) so i think that's a very real risk in in the sort of meantime you know like bench time or whatever you want to think of it as sort of between like putting stuff out there doing this kind of approach and seeing what the interest is you can still be coding you can still be playing with prototypes and ideas and and you know kind of honing your craft just oh absolutely yeah yeah but but without building a full-blown app you know it could be that that you start playing around with one particular bit of functionality that you know is i don't know for argument's sake it could be how you enter text into into a note you know, it could be the initial input method or whatever, and then maybe you could have a play around with um, with how you'll get sort of voice to text going in there, or something with the pencil on the iPad, or, or whatever. You know, so Proof of concept stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And doing things as sort of little small projects just to sort of keep your mind kind of in that zone as well, um, but to play with different ideas. I think that could be quite healthy too, because then you know if you decide that you've had enough interest on the idea to sort of hit go. Um, you've, you've got these little prototypes that will inform sort of how you build out certain bits of the app. Um, and if you decide to move on to other ideas, then maybe some of those will come from the prototypes as well. So you can sort of get this kind of, I don't know, virtuous circle sort of thing going on as you sort of do these practice projects. Um, mm, it's interesting that, you mentioned that. Approach. I was watching a, a YouTube video the other day of an interview of um, Andy Hartsfelt one of the engineers on the original Macintosh. Yeah. And one of the takeaways from that video is he used to say that they would do one piece of work to inform the next piece of work, to inform the next piece of work and so on. Um, yeah. And he's saying that you know, like step three, we had no idea how to solve step three. We knew we had to solve it, but we had no idea how we were going to until we'd done step one and step one informed step two. And then yes. by the time we got to step two, we could have a go at doing step three but you're saying like having this grand, beautiful vision and design of your 
perfect product or application he goes it's just going to fall to pieces when when you start trying to make it because you know all these questions are going to start arising so like iterative small steps that inform the next step that informs the next step is uh yeah what he said is kind of like how the original macintosh got built he did kind of quip that you know nowadays we would probably call that like agile or something but we didn't even have that <laughs> word back then <laughs> uh, but no i think you're right to taking that approach here wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a bad idea at all it's going to be really awesome to sort of see how this kind of unfolds and sort of what this next stage is for you dave yeah yeah i'm excited okay we'll call that a wrap if you've enjoyed today's show it'd be great if you could leave us a review on itunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in overcast by hitting that star button that will help us reach even more like-minded people Um, also we have our slack channel we'd love to invite you to join our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out if you'd like to join uh, just leave us a message on twitter at wfr podcast and we'll get you signed up so dave before we run off where can people find you you can find me on twitter at dw roboheads that's robohead spelled with a z and you can find my apps at roboheads.com again that's robohead spelled with a z how about you dave you can follow me online at davenot.co.uk or on twitter i'm at underscore davenot <laughs>